Welcome to the Landlord's Resource. Hi, this is Jamie Swam, and I'm here with Connor Swam, and we are the hosts of the Landlord's Resource, brought to you by Swam Property Management, where each week we provide practical content to educate and empower landlords. Connor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great today. All right, that is great. Well, we've been talking about various parts of the eviction process, and uh, as as you know, uh, there's a point in time where every landlord eventually is going to have to uh, participate in the eviction process, and that is a legal process. There are times when it is in everybody's best interests to uh, settle outside of court in a way where it, there is a positive leaving of a tenant that is either behind or past due or for, for a variety of reasons. And in that case, uh, it is just simply easier than going through a long court process. So uh, we're going to be talking about uh, an experience we had uh, with that situation recently. And so uh, Connor, why don't you briefly describe the experience? Uh, yeah, real quick, we filed for eviction. Uh, so uh, we, had talked to, we had talked to the tenant, uh, knew that we had to move forward with an eviction process. Uh, and through talking with the tenant, and actually there was a co-signer uh, with this tenant, when we talked with the co-signer uh, and when we talked with the tenant, we realized that there was an opportunity for us and for uh, everyone involved to uh, settle it outside of court. Um, so that, that ended up saving us a lot of time, ended up saving the owner a lot of money, and ended up saving the tenant a lot of money in judgment, in possible court costs, and also a huge black eye on their uh, living situation. Uh, whenever they, if they were to ever go uh, to try to rent from another person again, they'd have this eviction on their record. And uh, anyone who has an eviction on the record will tell you it is almost impossible to get housing with that on your record. Uh, so we were able to save everyone in the situation. I would actually go a, a little further and say it is, when possible, it is always the best scenario to settle outside of court. Right? If you don't need to get the courts involved, everyone, uh, everyone benefits from the situation. All right? Whether or not whether you have to pay the tenant to move out, it's called cash for keys, or whether they're willing to move out under some other type of guidelines, it is always in everyone's best interest to remove the tenant from the property without having to get the courts or without having to get the police involved or anything like that. Yeah, and I think for us uh, as a property management company, our go-to strategy is always to try to create uh, an amiable situation outside of court uh, and really save everybody a lot of time, a lot of money often, and uh, a lot of hassle often. And you're right, uh, it's a win for the tenant, it's a win for the owner, it's a win for the property management company. So uh, in this most recent experience, uh, what was the most challenging part of that particular experience for you? The most challenging part of this experience was actually coordination. Uh, so another uh, piece of information about what exactly happened one of the tenants at the property was put into jail, right? Um, so they were unwilling, uh, not they were unable to pay rent at that time, uh, and they also couldn't communicate that with us, uh, and we didn't actually know that at the time. And there was also a cosigner involved. So one of the hardest parts of the process was communicating with the tenants still in the property, communicating with the cosigner who didn't live at the property, uh, and also making sure at the same time asking around for some recommendations. Uh, what our rights were as property managers and as uh, representative of the owner if the tenant was put into jail. Uh, so we had to factor all of that into play and then also working with the co-signer, uh, since the co-signer was the one who was financially responsible on the lease, uh, to figure out a, a deal that worked with him and also worked with our owner, right? Because we had to keep the best interest of our owner in mind 
uh, whenever we go through an eviction process, uh, and this is no different. So th those two things were pretty much the hardest part about this process. Actually, um, a very easy, uh, smooth process compared to other evictions that I've either done or that I've heard about. So, um, so in the whole process, what was the most important thing you learned? Uh, most important thing I learned, there were some tenants at, the, I call them tenants, um, but they weren't, they weren't signers on the lease, right? They were either um, under the age of 18 or they were uh, relatives of the signer living there. Um, I actually found out through uh, talking with um, a, a judge at, at court uh, the, uh, on a day I went and also um, after asking recommendations of more seasoned property managers that a tenant um, who is not on the lease has no rights to the property, right? So you actually don't even need to get an eviction process if the tenant, if the person in the property is not on the lease in any way, shape or form. That's actually what I found out in Delaware, right? Because they're technically not allowed, it's at that point it'd be a squatter. Um, and so that they have no rights to the property. Um, and so we were able to figure that out. Uh, and so I, I bring that up also, when someone um, goes to jail, they forfeit their rights to inhabit the property, right? They're unable to inhabit it. And we actually have a clause in our lease that if a tenant is unable to live within the property that they have the rights to live in, that the, the lease is um, dissolved, right? Because we want a tenant who's going to pay to live in a property to actually live there, right? Because then um, we have eyes on the property, we know of any maintenance issues that crop up. And so if a tenant pays to live at a property and doesn't live there, um, it's not what we want. We want someone to actually live in the property. Uh, and also uh, one of the most important things I learned is always, always when you get a co-signer on a lease, understand their financial positions as well, all right? It turned out it helped us out this well. Um, it helped us out a lot this time. The co-signer was in a position uh, where he could um, remediate the situation with us and where we could find a, a perfect compromise for the homeowner and for the co-signer as well, uh, given the entire situation. So understanding the position of every financially responsible person on a lease is always in your best interest. Yeah, that's important because in the end, it's what the lease says uh, that actually then is binding in that in that process. And you know, it's fair to say that everybody involved really wants a positive solution. Uh, you know, we were recently um, in uh, JP Court together as a separate issue than what we're talking about now. And um, the judge actually asked uh, us and everybody in the room if they wanted to before it proceeded to a, a formal trial, if they wanted to have it resolved amiably. And, uh, you know, and so he actually um, physically actually got up and left and, and gave us uh, an opportunity to have the conversation. About it. And actually, Connor, you were the one that actually kind of um, ended up proposing what ultimately worked and ended up being a really, really positive situation. So even, even the courts would rather have everything resolved amiably and in a positive way to prevent, uh, you know, these things from going to trial. So, um, so what would you do differently next time in a similar situation? Uh, to, to throw another wrench in the mix, um, we actually found out later uh, the exact reason why this individual, uh, this tenant, was thrown into uh, jail and actually found out as a result that he had previous convictions on his record. Now, we don't, um, we have very stringent um, screening criteria and this was one of them, right? Uh, it was a recent conviction for, for a crime that we definitely would not have allowed uh, and our screening software didn't catch it. Right, so I would definitely um, double check, maybe get an outside reference uh, whenever you screen someone. Uh, if you have second second thoughts about 
the quality of the screening software you're using, definitely explore other options, right? So the second we found out our screening software wasn't, um, wasn't catching the things that we really needed to be catching um, as a company, uh, first we called them, we tried to see if we could remediate the issue with them, uh, and then when their, their answer was a little unsatisfactory, we actually decided to leave, uh, to stop using them for that uh, screening software, and we actually started using a different new screening software that was much, much better, uh, in our opinion. We do pay a little bit more of a premium uh, for every tenant that applies, but the quality of background check that we get is really, really the quality that we wanted and the quality that we needed, right? So whenever we tenant a property, I'm not 100% convinced that the information that I receive uh, from the screening software that, that we use is the 100% accurate information and it is all of the information that we need, right? So now there, I, I will never, uh, and we will never be as a company in the same situation where our screening software didn't catch what we needed and as a result, we were put in a little bit of a tricky situation. At the end of the day, we resolved the situation very cleanly, very nicely, very swiftly, uh, but now we will never have to be in that position again because we, we switched screening softwares when we needed to and I would highly encourage any other landlord, if you're in the same position, if you're unhappy with your screening software, make the switch um, or at least um, try out someone else, right? The only, if you let it go on any longer, the only thing it's gonna turn into is possible tenants getting into your property that shouldn't be there, right? That's the only thing that's gonna happen. So I would highly recommend either getting a second opinion, buying a couple uh, screens uh, from a separate software provider, or maybe even just switch uh, screening companies completely. Yeah, and we actually did switch uh, screening companies uh, as a result of that. And uh, then we also uh, had to take responsibility with the owner. And, uh, and I believe we actually retenanted his property for free uh, in order to take responsibility for the fact that our property management software uh, had missed that as a screening tool. Um, the other thing that I would ask, add is that uh, many of you who are listening to this are, are landlording your own properties that, that you own personally. Um, I would highly recommend that you have a property manager manage your properties. Uh, Delaware is a very uh, tenant-friendly landlording state, uh, and it's very easy to have a lot of things go kind of sideways in terms of the landlording world. The other thing I would say uh, is that when you're tenanting your own property, always, always, always hire a property management company to use professional screening software to ensure that you get the best tenant possible and that you avoid a mistake of putting a tenant in that should not be put in. Um, um, very often how that relationship works is determined by the quality of the tenant that you are able to put into the property. Uh, a great quality tenant, things can go very, very, very smoothly. Um, if the wrong tenant ends up in your property, that can end up becoming a nightmare for you. And so always, always, always use professional um, screening for uh, the tenanting process. Now, um, when other landlords are in the same situation, uh, you know, what is the most important piece of advice that you would give them outside of always use professional screening software? Uh, I would say um, always be willing to, to spend the money up front on the screening, right? So there are, uh, and, and I know, I even know in our screening company, there are tiers, uh, very different levels that we could choose to screen a tenant at. Um, and they comes with, um, if, if you choose a higher tier, you get more information, you get more accurate information, you could start to get things like employment co confirmation from them so that you don't have to go out and do that yourself. 
you can get income verification um, separately, you can get credit verification, you can get all sorts of good things that you need uh, to figure out that the information on your tenant's application is accurate. I would always say, um, as Jamie just said, you make your money um, when you tenant a property correctly. And if you don't, it could be a nightmare. And we have seen some of the worst nightmares due to not tenanting a, prob uh, a tenant correctly or hearing about it from some of our associates uh, when we go to meet other property managers. I would always say, always pay for the best screen possible. It doesn't mean the most expensive. It just means always pay for the best screening software possible. I would highly recommend if you don't know how to screen a tenant property, either have a property ma uh, properly, either have a property management company tenant the property for you, because a lot of property management um, companies, they'll offer tenanting services for a fee. Um, and um, if you can get a tenant in there, even if it's one month's rent or half a month's rent to get a good tenant in there, it'll always be in your best interest. However, um, if you don't want to go that route, I would highly recommend researching screening softwares and I would highly recommend finding a screening software that works for you that is professional, um, right? And you might end up paying a little more money for, for each screen or possibly a, a monthly fee, but it is always worth your time to screen a tenant professionally regardless of the cost involved. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the vast majority of the issues that we have with tenants are from um, tenants that we have inherited usually coming with a property that we begin to manage that's already tenanted when we begin to manage it. And so uh, there's a lot that we have seen out there. And so that is great, great advice. Now, um, now we have something um, about this on our blog. You want to tag that real quick before we're done? Yeah, I actually, uh, we, we wrote a blog. Uh, it's basically how to settle outside of court. If you go to swampropertymanagement.com, slash blog dash home you can see all of our blogs there and then the blog i'm referring to is called settling outside of court we actually have boiled down the entire thing to a five-step process if you are able to settle outside of court and then you follow these five things it includes like taking a video of the property getting some signatures from a tenant um, there can never be a reason why the tenant would come back and say you evicted them from the property property unfairly right so we've also seen tenants um, that are willing to settle outside of court we go through the entire process and then we get a notification, we get a letter in the mail saying that we, um, they're claiming we evicted them improperly. And if you don't have the process documented correctly, you could actually be in a lot of trouble with the state, uh, with a lot of government regulations, and the tenant could win a large amount of money um, if, you, if you don't have the correct information, right? So it always is in your best interest to document correctly. We've created a five-step process. If you follow all five steps exactly, there can be no claim that it, that you were that you evicted a tenant improperly, right? All five steps, um, just lock that entire thing down so that you can get the tenant, uh, the property retenanted, and not have to worry about any type of uh, legal ramifications as a result of removing a problem tenant from a property. <clears throat> yeah, I would highly recommend that you take a look at those five things uh, and follow that simple process. All right, well, uh, this has been the Landlord's Resource. Uh, appreciate your time and joining us. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in today. We are extremely appreciative that you would spend some of your time with us. It would mean the world to me, and I mean the world if you would leave a like, rating, or review. We would love to see some of your feedback.